0: Welcome to this week's episode of Getting on the Green, your real estate podcast, with your host, Craig Merlin. On this week's episode, we have somebody by the name of Tanny Teese of Live Oak Bank here with us. Um, she's going to talk to us about SBA loans and other types of assistance that we can uh, basically use as business people. And whether we're a small business, independent or independent contractor, something along those lines. So Tammy is from Springfield, Massachusetts, so a northeastern gal, um, who then moved down to the Fort Myers area in Florida, so we do have our Florida touch, like usual. She got um, some business education at Springfield Tech, um, because she actually has an interesting story she'll uh, tell us in a a minute or so about how basically she was kind of following her dreams, and she found kind of basically where she is today. so we'll find out more about uh, if she's achieved those goals, how she's doing it, and so on. So welcome Tammy, thank you for being with us today.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: So tell us a little bit more about yourself, um, other than what I briefly mentioned. So tell us a little bit of your story, uh, what got you into you know, the business that you are today.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, like you mentioned, I grew up in Springfield, Massachusetts and moved down to Fort Myers, Florida in 2002. I went to college at Springfield Technical Community College and majoring in business management. Um, uh, At the time, the reason I was majoring in business management was because I uh, have always had an entrepreneurial uh, kind of mindset and my dream was to own my own business. I wanted to own my own bar. Um, So I went to school so that I would know how to manage a business properly. And I did all of my due diligence, all of my research, business uh, business plan, projections, you name it, I've done it, everything I've asked business owners to do over the years. Um, And basically what I came across while I was, you know, knee deep in research to own my own business was that I needed a job so that I could, you know, make my dreams come true. So I uh, took my degree and I went into retail management And uh, I found that that was a great place to really learn. Retail is a harsh business. It's a great business, but it's long hours. It's a lot of work. Um, And so it really provided me with the education that I needed in order to learn how to run a business. And uh, I spent about seven years in retail. Um, and as you can imagine, the hours got to be uh, quite a bit challenging. So I decided to explore my options. And I went to work for Citigroup in their subprime division, um, uh, giving mortgages to people.
0: When, what, um, what year was that? Um, That
1: was in 1998. Um, Not that I had given up on my dream, Mm -hmm. but I had grown up a little bit and realized that I needed a lot more in life in order to do that, right? Um, So I started making mortgages uh, in 1998. That's when uh, good rates were 12% and you put 20% down. (laughs) Um, But uh, I had a great education there, learning how to lend, and that's how my lending career began. Um, and then I eventually went into banking itself as a commercial lender and an SBA lender. And the reason that I migrated so much short to SBA was because of what I wanted to do in life was own my own business. And I have found at SBA in these government loans that are backed really offer the best benefits to business owners in order to make their dreams come true acquisitions, mergers, expansions, all of the benefits that SBA allows, low down payments, um, guaranteed loans. So the banks take a little bit more risk on somebody. And so I took what I really was needing for myself to get into a business or own my own business. And now I help people make their dreams come true. I help people buy businesses and start businesses. And so not that I gave up on my dream. But I adjusted my dreams, so now I get to help a lot more people, and that makes me feel really good at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, it's interesting how um, we basically start off with maybe one goal in life, and as life hits us and changes us as an individual, you know, whether it's our family or the economic times and things around us, um, those goals might change. For instance, I was a golf professional before I got into the real estate world, and. If you had asked me before, there's no chance I would have been getting into the real estate world other than doing my investing that I've been doing with my family for years before this. But I had no idea I would be getting into this. And now here I am, different goals, same person. But, you know, it's it's interesting to see how uh, people evolve throughout our lives.
1: I couldn't agree more.
0: So... So what exactly, just, just to reiterate, what exactly are you doing today? What, is the, what job are you doing today or career exactly? Mm-hmm.
1: So today I am a senior loan officer um, with Live Oak Bank, and I cover the territory of the state of Florida, but we are a national lender, so we can lend nationwide, so I can lend nationwide as well. Um, but my geographic expertise is obviously the state of Florida, um, with knowing the ins and outs of uh, the different taxes that are, excuse me, potentially included in a loan or maybe, uh, assessed because of a loan, um, different licensing, uh, that you need in order to run certain businesses or buy certain businesses. Um, so my geographic expertise is the state of Florida, Um, And I cover all the way Jacksonville, all the way to Key West. So um, travel quite frequently in order to do site visits and meet with business owners. But again, we lend nationwide as well.
0: So are you only dealing with business owners or are you dealing with individuals as well?
1: So that's a great question. Um, As we are changing all the time, um, as you mentioned, um, we've quickly shifted into a buyer's market Um, So we work directly with sellers and buyers. Um, I get buyers calling all the time that want to be pre-qualified so that they can start searching for the right business. Um, So we do that. We take uh, an individual assessment and make sure that they meet key criteria that the SBA would require, such as their business and or management or supervisory experience. And their uh, liquidity position in order to uh, be able to make the down payment or deposit requirement of equity into that particular purchase. And then, of course, what the translatable experience that they have into the business that they would like to own. Um, you know, for instance, if um, somebody with um, a, a finance background or, um, wanted to potentially purchase an air conditioning business, what translatable experience do they have there? And you'd find that it'd be quite a lot, um, you know, because we have to keep in mind that the person purchasing this business may not necessarily be the person that's going out doing installations they're going to be running the operations. So we're really honing in on those business acumen and operational skills in order to actually run the business, not necessarily really, Excuse me, not necessarily perform the job. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Um, so okay. you, you had mentioned the SBA. As uh, our listeners have come from all different experience levels and backgrounds, can you just briefly explain what the SBA is? You don't need to go into too much detail just for our newer people, you know, so they can kind of do their own research, but... Just give me a brief Certainly. explanation.
1: Yeah. Uh, so SBA loans are small business administration loans. They're government guaranteed loans. Um, and sort of to make a, a correlation, it's much like um, an FHA loan when you're purchasing a home. The uh, government guarantees a certain portion of repayment on those loans. It's typically 75% um, to be repaid should that loan default. Um, to the bank. So much like an FHA loan, it's almost like mortgage insurance um, once you get over that certain loan to value. Um, if I had to make a comparison just to kind of put it out there to get a broader understanding. Um, but they're government guaranteed loans, um, and we are a preferred lender for the SBA. Um, and what that means is, as a preferred lender, we are able to uh, underwrite our own loans at the bank level we make all of our own credit decisions and we close all of our own loans we don't have to go directly to the SBA in order to get approval and that can be key in timing because well, it can absolutely. be very time consuming we're to have direct communication
0: mm-hmm. absolutely so as we all know in uh, we're in the month of May 2020 how has uh, the covid situation affected your business lifestyle what you do so
1: as i mentioned um we are getting a lot more buyer calls um and as opposed to um listing can you pre-qualify this business hold on so let's just
0: reiterate that during this pandemic you have a lot of buyer calls so people wanting to purchase during this pandemic
1: they absolutely are Mm -hmm. interesting okay yes And and what we're finding, too, is that we're getting a different type of buyer, somebody that has the experience. Uh, We're getting calls from folks that have um, actual desire to purchase. They're not just necessarily looking to see what's out there or what they might want to do. Um, I think in, in the... The broker world, they call them somewhat of a a tire kicker. They're not really sure what they want to do yet, not really sure uh, what they qualify for. And so they're really just putting some feelers out. The buyers that we're getting or talking to in the last few weeks are serious buyers that have been looking for a while may have made an offer to a seller previously but was rejected and now they're wanting to go back and negotiate um and the sellers are open to that
0: were they were they rejected by the seller or by the uh, mortgage institutions uh,
1: uh, yes let me clarify the 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 counter offer was was rejected by that seller they they thought you know they could get more or they wanted more Um, And so we're now seeing them both come back to the table and potentially renegotiate. So buyers still Um,
0: interested in the same properties, sellers willing to negotiate a lower price or uh, concessions, I guess.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Okay. Um, So you mentioned uh, the the types of people who are coming to you. Do you need to be an established business um, to get one of these loans? Or can I say, for instance, I want to open up a business. I need this loan. I have zero business experience, let's say, for instance, in our example, and I want this money. Am I going to get a loan?
1: So that's a great question. Um, The the Small Business Administration does make loans for startup businesses. However, you do have to meet certain criteria and having some kind of – correlating experience or translatable experience to running and owning a business is very key. Um, So you also have to have a good business plan, um, very realistic projections and feasibility studies on those projections. So there's a lot more that goes into it as on on a startup level. Um, And they're not as easy to get. Not a lot of institutions do startup loans. Um, so they're a little bit more challenging for someone to find that type of financing. So when I get a customer that is asking me about, hey, I want to start this type of business, try to ask them, have you looked for an existing business that does what you want it to do so that you can see the historical performance? You, are, you don't have to recreate the wheel. It's already been done. Um, so we try to have those kinds of conversations just to be a resource to that buyer as well or that potential business owner um, to really know and understand Did how much thought did you put into this? Much like myself, you know, I thought this was, you know, this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to own this bar. And as I, I got more into it, I understood that there was a lot of liability and there was a lot of things that could go wrong that I really needed to account for. And as a startup, that is more challenging than if I, Borrowed against something that was already existing, that already had that
0: history. Okay, I understand that. So tell me a little bit about uh, like, the options that basically your customers have that you're telling them about. What options of, uh, I guess, loans or, or whatever they may be categorized as mm-hmm. do they have?
1: Yeah, certainly. There's two uh, programs. Well, there's a few different programs, but the main programs through the Small Business Administration are uh, the 7A program, uh, which is a very broad program. It allows for a lot of different uh, types of transactions. For instance, it could be used for a business acquisition of an existing business. It can be used for a purchase of real estate. Um, It can be used to expand your business, perhaps to a second location or maybe you're expanding your product set and need to do some research development. It can be uh, used for working capital. It can be used for construction um, of a new building or to renovate a building. It can also be used for leasehold improvements on a leased space. Um, So there's a lot of different opportunity with the 7A. It can be used to buy out a partner, Um, They don't do partner buy-ins, but you can do a partner buy-out. Um, On the 504 program, that is a program that the the SBA developed specifically for certain purposes. And those purposes are to purchase real estate or refinance real estate, buy equipment, um, can be used for construction, Um, But it cannot be used for acquisition. Uh, It can be used for an expansion if it's got real estate involved. Um, So it's very specific. And the SBA only um, does a portion of that loan. So it's divided into three separate parts, 50% a conventional loan from the bank. 40% 40% um, an SBA-backed loan through the SBA, and then 10% down payment or potentially 10%, depending on what the project is, it could be 15 or 20% coming in from the borrower themselves. So you've got two separate loans. The 7A is one loan, um, can be on a real estate purchase, can go up to 25 years on a 25-year um, amortization. So you've got a, a fully amortized loan over 25 years. Um, On a business acquisition, uh, that would be on a 10-year term without a prepayment penalty, fully amortized over 10 years. Um, Through the 504 program, that's typically got some kind of balloon payment on the bank side, uh, but depending on how that's negotiated and set up through the structure, those details would be provided to you. Every situation um, is unique in that that scenario.
0: Okay, so... Just for my own clarification, are you saying that you can double dip basically into both of those, the 7A and the 504, or you have to choose one or the other?
1: Yeah, no, you don't have to choose. We have done transactions where they're buying a business and the business includes real estate, and they use the 7A to buy the business and the goodwill um, of the business. So, you know, any inventory, AR, um, and the business itself. And then they use the 504 program if it makes sense for them to purchase the real estate. And oftentimes they do that is because the 504 program is usually on a fixed rate where the 7 eight can be on a fixed rate for a certain portion, but they tend to be more variable rate products. But in today's rate environment, prime rate is 3.25. So, you know, even, even those variable rates are still great rates.
0: hmm So um, I know before the show we were talking about um, basically different risks and who can get these loans and things like that. How does a bank determine, um, I guess, in theory, the risk of a potential client or a loan?
1: Well, so each bank obviously has their own credit box. So, um, you know, that does factor in. But the SBA has their own guidelines as well that we must follow. Um, So each transaction, we go back to the SBA guideline. It's it's called the, the SOP, the Standard Operating Procedure. Very lengthy document, but it has all the details in there as to what we can and cannot do. Um, and so what we look for at Live Oak is a uh, debt service coverage of that loan to be a 1.5 or higher. So what that means is for every dollar that is spent, we'd like for after the officer compensation of the business owner to be $1.50 in, in sort of broader terms. Um, uh, of course, if, if it's less than that, um, you know, what kind of goes into that? Uh, we would look at that, um, certain things can be added back in order to truly assess that coverage ratio, such as depreciation expense, interest expense, um, you know, those types of things, but also potential rent expense needs to be factored in. So there's a few different things that the banks look at specifically, Um, industry risk can also be something that they look at, um, uh, certain uh, certain environmental risks, um, such as l- lending to, um, you know, potentially a gas station or, or a dry cleaning service could have an environmental risk where we need to do several sets of reports to determine that there's not an environmental risk um, in that transaction. Um, so there's a few different factors that the banks do look at.
0: So are there any ways that, for instance, If I'm a new business or let's say I'm an existing business and I'm looking to use your assistance uh, is there a way to make myself more attractive to the bank like are there things that I can do to make myself more attractive and and whether it's just a facade or not seem less risky
1: so what I always suggest is when somebody is starting to look at a business that they contact a lender and get started with them right away So you want to make sure that you're talking to your lender, whoever that is, regularly and establishing those guidelines and parameters right away. So for instance, you want to make sure that you've talked to your lender, you've provided a bank statement that shows that you have the equity available to purchase a business. You want your lender to have reviewed your resume to make sure you meet those guidelines for an SBA loan around ownership experience and management guidelines. Um, You also want to talk to your lender about the the industries that you're interested in so that we can make sure that your experience would translate into the business that you're looking for. Um, and then also to be able to work with your lender around your credit history, you can pull your own credit report and uh, you know, just provide to your lender, hey, here's what my scores are, here's what it looks like. The lender doesn't have to pull your credit report, but if you can at least have a conversation about what's on your credit history so that we know kind of where we want to guide you to the minimum scores that are required from the SPA. And we can also help you if you need to clean anything up, maybe you didn't know something was on there um, that we can help you on the front end of that um, you know with guiding you through the process of getting things done, so that when you are ready that you have the right credit
0: okay uh, that makes perfect sense um so tell us what what options are available that Are not necessarily readily available or understood by the public. Like, what are, what are some things that I can potentially do as a business owner, um, through you all that, you know, isn't, isn't known to everybody, isn't just common standard knowledge.
1: Yeah, you know, the thing that's happening right now that I think people should really know about is um, two key things just recently happened. Aside of the Payment Protection Program, which hopefully most folks do know about, but there are still monies available through the Payment Protection Program. Um, So if you know of somebody that is in need of that relief, they can certainly reach out to my book or to their, their business, uh, their, uh, excuse me, the bank that they do business with to see if they're still offering that. Um, there is also some disaster relief program available directly from the SBA, the economic injury um, that you can apply for directly with the SBA that goes right through their website. So you go to sba.gov or to the treas- US Treasury website and you can get all of the information that you need there. Um, Aside of that, through the CARES Act, there was two other key things that really happened that are super important, I think, in kind of a go-forward plan as we try to kind of get back to whatever we think the new normal is going to be. And one of them was that on the express line of credit, the cap on that had been $350,000. For a very long time and they've recently lifted that cap and they've made the express line available up to a million dollars for uh the foreseeable excuse me the foreseeable future and i believe that comes up through january excuse me december of the end of this year and we're hoping that they are going to actually extend that so that opens up a whole Another avenue for working capital for folks that need over a million or over that $350,000 cap. So that's huge. Mm -hmm. Secondly, what they've done is anybody that had an SBA loan already in existence as of March 27th when the CARES Act came to be, the SBA started making their payments for the next six months. Now, this is not a loan, it's not something that needs to be forgiven, it was automatic. So their lender would go directly to the SBA for their April, May, June, and for the next six payments, get that payment directly from the SBA and apply it to their loan. After that six months is over, they'll go back onto their regular automatic payments. What's key for this going forward to people that are really serious about looking at a business and really want to move forward fairly quickly is that they are eligible for this benefit on any loan that closes this year before September twenty-seventh. So that could potentially be a very key player for somebody to have their first six months of payments on a two or $3 million transaction. That's quite a bit of money. Oh, yeah. So And it's immediate impact on their initial cash flow. So they don't have to worry about those payments for the first six months. They can really focus on growing or getting their arms around the operations of that business.
0: Wow. So, I mean, especially that, that last um, benefit, that's a, that's a huge opportunity that, I mean, potential business owners might not know about. And just have this simple action of speaking to a professional or getting some expertise um, advice, it, I mean, that could totally change the balance sheet and, yeah. and the investment.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, what I will say, I just want to be clear on, on seven A's, that would have been any principal and interest payment. On the 504, it would only be on the SBA portion. So as I mentioned previously, there's a 50% conventional loan that's made by the bank in that 504 Mm -hmm. process and 40% on the SBA. The payments would only be on that SBA transaction for the six months. So that could be key in making a decision whether you wanna use a 7A or a 504 loan. In addition, if you're using the loan for construction, the SBA is only going to make, if you're on interest-only payments, That those are the payments that will be made for the six months. So say, for instance, you've got three months left on your interest-only payments, but then you're going to start three months of principal and interest, you'd get three months of interest-only, and then three months of principal and
0: interest. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so it's whatever 6 months payments are coming due. And on the express line, since they're interest-only payments to begin with for the first five years, the interest-only is what will be made on the express line.
0: Wow. It seems like a whole lot of information for a business owner to take into account or a potential business owner to take into account before they've even started really running the business or the operation. This is all you know, pre-planning activities that could make or break you before you even open your doors.
1: Absolutely. And you're absolutely right. And that's why I say get your lender or your expert, your broker, your expert in on the front end, start the conversations immediately. It's going to save them so much time and frustration. They won't have to spin their wheels. They've got experts telling them what to do in yourself or in their lender. I would definitely encourage you to go to the Live Oak Bank website. We have so many resources for business owners, whether it's articles or, um, Helpful checklists or information on how to manage cash flow in troubled times, key things to look for when you're looking at a business, um, questions to ask that can be super helpful to you. Um, There are so many resources out there, and you just click on the resource link on the page, and you can pretty much find anything you need.
0: Okay, so unfortunately, we're getting towards the end of our time here, Tammy. Uh, everything you've told us is incredible information, and I will make sure that we link your information to the podcast description, um, but every episode, I kind of put my, um, my guests on the spot and ask them what type of um, extracurriculars or something along those lines that you're doing. What are you involved in? Something that you want to plug? Uh, what, what's Tammy doing during this time other than um, working?
1: Yeah, thank you for asking. And, you know, when I'm not working uh, making SBA loans and and helping people make their dreams come true, um, I am involved with the Make A Wish organization. Um, I've been a wish grantor for um, Make A Wish for I think it's going about five years now. Um, And uh, for those of you who don't know what the Make-A-Wish Foundation is, is uh, they grant wishes to um, children with life-threatening illnesses um, across the country, across the world. Um, and it's an amazing organization. Um, I would encourage you to go to any local Make a Wish chapter and just ask questions about how you might get involved. It's an amazing experience. These children are so wonderful and resilient. It's it's it will warm your heart and make you understand why you get out of bed every day.
0: Well, oh, it's. Uh... Beautiful thing, a uh, nice organization to be involved with. I've definitely seen things online, like different celebrities and things like that. Um, but it seems like even if you're not a celebrity, you can make a huge difference in these kids' lives.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I, I, I sometimes don't know how they do it, but they are the most amazing people I have ever met in my life.
0: Well, uh, we want to thank you for coming on the show with us today, Tammy. We really appreciate all the information. I definitely learned a lot. Um, I know that uh, being somebody who is business-minded and I have my dreams of owning businesses as well as you, hopefully you don't give up your dream of opening your bar eventually, um, unless, of course, you've already gotten past that dream. Uh, But we want to thank you. It was a great show. Uh, We really appreciate it.
1: Thank you for having me. Be well.
0: All righty. And for our listeners, thank you for listening to this episode. We have more great guests coming up on our future podcasts, and we've already filmed a bunch of podcasts already. So go back, take a listen, like, follow, subscribe, share with your friends and family. And other than that, we will see you next time on The Green. Yay!